Welcome to the Wealthy Circle Podcast, where we take a deeper dive into this year's finalists and winners from our wealthmanagement.com industry awards. These interviews cover the challenges, innovations, and trends in the wealth management industry and the individuals working to help advisors better help their clients. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Wealthies Podcast. I'm David Armstrong, the editor of WealthManagement.com. And this, as you know, is the podcast where we speak to finalists and winners of our WealthManagement.com Industry Awards, the award program that recognizes firms and initiatives that help financial advisors build better practices and better serve their clients. So today, I'm thrilled to be joined by Mark Butler, the president and COO of Skyence. Mark, thanks very much for joining us. David, thank you for having me today. And again, congratulations on a great event last week in New York. It uh, certainly was just spectacular to get together with you and everyone else. And you guys put on a great event as always. Well, it's a lot of fun. And yeah, I'm glad we were able to do it live this year, for sure, and get everyone together in the same room. I thought that was pretty special. It was my first live event after the pandemic. So hopefully things start returning back to normal a little bit. But I should mention that the judges recognized you, Skyence, this year for in the business support systems and workflow automation category for advisor transitions solutions. Before we kind of dive into that, you want to just give us a step back and for those who are listening, maybe who don't know, just give a brief overview of Skyence, what you do and who you serve. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Skyence is in the wealth tech and fintech space. And the way to think about us is we have two pieces to our business. One is focused on Salesforce consulting, meeting firms that are going through or want to go through a cloud transformation and are leveraging Salesforce, we are a consultant in helping them do that. And that's when you think about trends in the marketplace, there certainly is a huge trend towards firms wanting to use the cloud in order to transform themselves. And in a lot of cases, they're leveraging Salesforce and we're a go-to partner for the Salesforce team. So that's one part of our business. And the other part of our business is we have a few different product lines specifically in the wealth management space, serving firms, advisors, as well as investors. So when you think about Skyence, those are the two areas of the business. The company's been around for almost 20 years now, almost to the date. And we have almost 200 people that are both onshore and offshore. And I like to say internally that everyone at Skyence left their ego at the door. It's a fabulous group of folks. And when you think about challenges that we all have in this industry, and really in a lot of industries, it really comes back to the people. And so I've been really happy to spend time with such a great group of folks that is that are focused on delivering on unmet needs for advisors, firms, as well as for investors. So that's a little bit about us, David. Mm -hmm. Yeah, great. I should note also that Skyence won uh, a 2020 wealthmanagement.com industry award for technology providers for uh, client onboarding and new account opening. And that's really what I've always thought of Skyence as being, and maybe this is unfair, or maybe this is limiting, but I always thought of Skyence as a client onboarding application, uh, a, a tool to help advisors open accounts and bring clients on board quicker, faster, more effectively. Is that? It's a big part of what we do. And it's where, from a product standpoint, the company 
started and how we established ourselves. And we certainly shine from that standpoint. But when you take a step back, and this was one of the reasons that I joined Skyence over a year ago and had spent some time on the board of Skyence just prior to that, the company really offers a platform for the wealth management space. And so client onboarding is one piece of that. But when you think about you know, everyone talks about data and being able to make data-driven decisions. Skyence has the best solution that I've seen in terms of going out and collecting data from disparate sources. You mentioned earlier the nomination for advisor transitions. That's another piece of it. We have a document management and workflow solution. We have a trade surveillance solution. So when you think about the wealth management ecosystem, there's a number of spots along that ecosystem that we either have a capability or we're partnered with somebody else for that capability and or we're building something for the future. And so most people do think of us as a client onboarding solution because that's kind of how we grew up and how we became known. But there's a lot more to the science story than just that. Sure. And let's talk a little bit about uh, what the judges recognized you as a finalist for this year, the advisor transition program. You know, certainly it's been the past year has just been crazy with mergers, acquisitions, teams leaving, joining various firms. And this is really where you guys play, right? I mean, as an advisor leaves a firm, goes to another one, or a broker dealer buys another broker dealer, or RIA acquires another RIA, uh, a lot of clients being shifted paper being uh, redrawn. This is where you make things easier for advisors, correct? Tell me a little bit about the advisor transition program and what you're doing there. Yeah. And if you think about areas within the wealth management space that haven't been solved for in a digital way, this is one that until the last six to 12 months, the It's really been a blizzard of paper. It has not been a smooth process. And it's a challenge for firms, custodians, anyone really trying to recruit advisors to to join them or to come onto their platform because it hasn't been a great experience in the past. And so we started looking almost a year ago now at what are the unmet needs? What are the challenges there? We spoke with advisors and we spoke with recruiting departments. We spoke with custodians. We thought we had a good sense as to what was going on out there, but getting that firsthand observation from people that live and breathe it every day was very helpful. And, you know, how do you start and help an advisor? guide them through the process in an automated and a digital way all the way through to engaging with their clients. And at the end of the day, how do you make it easy for the client to feel comfortable about the transition and make it easy for them from a paperwork and a transition of their account standpoint? And so that's what we have automated with this solution? And at the same time, how do we help firms stay compliant? Because there are certainly concerns around data and access to private information that we have to protect firms from. So that's what we've been 
focused on. We announced the solution in the spring of this year. We have a couple of firms that are in process of being implemented. And this is something when you think about the audiences for it, it is it could be broker dealers who are trying to recruit advisors onto their platform. And it we've talked to broker dealers of all shapes and sizes, all different market segments as well as OSJs, uh, larger RIAs, and certainly custodians who want to make that experience better for advisors that come onto their custodial platform. I, I would love to talk a little bit more about the, the details of how it works, if there's a way that we could do that without any sort of visuals. I don't know if that's possible to kind of talk it through, but is this a sort of a complete digital onboarding process for the advisors? How involved do the advisors have to be? In other words, where were they before and where are they now after your tool is in their hands? Yeah, great question. And, and yes, it can be an end-to-end digital solution. And so if you think about, and you asked it the right way, which is how was it done before and how can we help them do it now? In the past, it was really all about paperwork and let's fill out some paperwork and then let's send it to our clients and have them sign it or have them come into our office to sign it. And so it was a lot of back and forth that in some instances was very manual between the advisor and the client. And so, you know, you'd have instances where the client's engaged and then they're sent the paperwork, the advisor is having to chase after them. And then in some instances, the clients are getting frustrated and they don't, even though they might like the advisor, they don't necessarily want to join them because this experience, they don't completely understand what's going on throughout all the steps. So we've tried to make all of that digital. So if you think about an advisor, a starting point is we know the, we know the client's name and we know where they live. We know some basic information about the client. They've been our client for some period of time And then digitally, how do we engage with the client? So sending that off to the client for them to verify, and then the client to fill in the rest of the information that's needed in order for them to be onboarded, send that back to the advisor. Again, this is all happening digitally, the engagement, the collaboration between the advisor and the investor. And then at which point it's complete, the client signing off digitally using digital signatures, and then that information getting into a clearing firm or a custodial system in order to get, you know, officially processed. So we have looked at each one of those steps that were done manually before and tried to figure out what is the right digital solution to, to get there. Yeah. You know, it's one of those problems that it seems so obvious, but there are so many moving parts to it that this entire quote unquote repapering process often kind of left advisors 
who maybe wanted to make a transition wouldn't do it, right? I mean, it's, it, it was such a pain, such a headache for advisors for so long. Do you think that if it were easier for advisors to make these transitions, that we'd be seeing more transitions in the end? We do. And, I th- and we think you're exactly right. A lot of advisors have been hesitant, even though they might know or think that it's the right thing for them to do. A lot of them have been hesitant to transition uh, because of the unknown of how difficult is this going to be. And so what's nice about the solution that we've put together is that the advisor can talk to the client and and have very good clarity on what are the steps. And most importantly, which I didn't mention earlier, is that in this digital process, the client knows exactly where in the process things stand and the advisor does as well. So there's no mystery as to well where you know where is where's David Armstrong in the process? I think we sent him paperwork, but I'm not really sure. Hey David, did we send you the paperwork? Oh, you didn't get it. We mailed it to you 3 days ago. Mm. None of that happens in what we've put together. The client and the advisor are always in sync as to exactly where in the process they are and what the next step. You all have some statistics and it's lower than statistics I've seen, but we only hear the success stories, of course, that maybe 20% of a client's assets don't go with the advisor to the new firm. We always hear, you know, oh, 95% of my clients came with me, but industry-wide, I'm sure your statistics are correct. Do those client assets not follow the advisors often because of the transition confusion or the client just doesn't know what they're getting into and just refuses to sign on the bottom line? Or why is that? Where's that 20% come from? The 20% we think is largely, and again, this is based on research that we've done, is that the client doesn't, they end up viewing it as this is a a difficult process for the advisor and it's a difficult process for me as the client. And I'm not clear exactly on how it's going to work and what I need to do. And I just, I don't want to deal with it. I'm just going to stay where I am and maybe I'll get assigned to another advisor. And so we do think that this, this ease of doing business or lack of ease of doing business in the non-digital world has led to a lot of clients not wanting to come uh, along with their advisor. But if advisors are in a position where they can articulate, you know, this is a change, but let me walk you through how it's going to work. And let me walk you through the next steps and the timeframe, then the clients we think are going to be a lot more comfortable. They're going to be a lot more likely to come with the advisor. And back to your question about, well, you know, will we see more transitions? And the answer to that is yes, if a lot of it is automated. But I think an advisor who thinks about doing a transition and then maybe looks at the same statistics we're looking at and says, wow, 20% of my clients aren't going to come. That's, that's significant. I don't want to deal with that. You know, there's a greater likelihood that advisors will transition, clients will be comfortable, and they'll come along with the advisor. So we've solved the client transition problem at Skyance. What's next? I, you uh, all have recently introduced something called Skyance One, right? Tell me a little bit about that. 
Yeah, Skyance One is one of the one of the things when I joined the company over a year ago was that I found when I shared with people I was joining Skyance was the perception that the only way that you could do business with Skyance is if you used Salesforce. Yes, because and and why was that? Because Skyance grew up as a sort of a Salesforce overlay, correct? Yes, highly integrated with Salesforce. It's a great use case. And most of our clients were on, they were using Salesforce. And, you know, when we looked at that a year ago, we said, well, wait a second, that, you know, there's a portion of the market that for whatever reason might never use Salesforce. And we've sort of cut ourselves off from that part of the market. And so, how can we, we started thinking through how can we develop a solution that still allows us to leverage the scalability of the Salesforce and Force.com platform without the client having to necessarily be a client of Salesforce. And so that was the, the birth of Skyance One, which allows us to bring to market all of the things that our current clients love about Skyens, but do it in a way that doesn't necessarily obligate them to use Salesforce if they choose not to use Salesforce. It opens up a bigger market for us selfishly, but it also gives an opportunity. There have been firms well before I started that wanted to use Skyens, but because they weren't using Salesforce and didn't plan to, they, they couldn't use Skyens. So this is a move towards the open architecture direction of the industry. That's right. That's right. And I think what you'll what you'll see us do as part of that, and we have some announcements coming out between now and the end of the year, is you'll see us providing integrations with some other, you know, well-known CRMs in the space, especially ones that are used by advisors that are more independent or ones that are affiliated with independent broker dealers. Got it. It also strikes me that when you're sitting at the kind of the, the point where advisors and clients are transitioning from one platform to another, there's a tremendous amount of data that you have access to. Are you all thinking about what you can do with that data, turn it around, provide it back to the advisor as something helpful that they can use for some sort of business intelligence operation or something? Where do you stand on collecting data and using it in the future for your your clients? Great question. And we, we are in the data management business today. And in, in large part, what we've done to date is focused around how do we support the firm and the firm meaning the RIA or the broker dealer? How do we support them in their data management needs? As you know, a lot of these firms are multi-custodial, multi-clearing firm. And so we've acted as a way to bring all of that data together. And we've done a couple of things that are different than what other providers in the industry have done. People talk about enterprise data management. We are the only firm out there that actually brings all of the data to bear, not just not just what we've decided to collect, but we're actually collecting all of the data 
from whatever the source system is, whether it's a TAMP, a custodian, or a clearing firm. And then we have a series of tools that we make available to firms for them to be able to query against that data and be able to derive insights um, from that data. The next step for us is how do you avail that and bring that to advisors? And so we're thinking through our strategy on how best to do that. And in some cases, how do we do that in the context of Salesforce, who has a great engine with Einstein? And so how, what is the right solution that we want to bring to advisors to do that? More to follow, but today, like I said, we have a, a great solution for firms that, at least in my opinion, has taken enterprise data management to the next level. One of the things that we hear about a lot, complaints from advisors around tech integrations, and it strikes me as you're kind of moving in this direction of open architecture with Skyance One, uh, you might have some experience around that. Where are we in terms of tech integration, technology integrations, open APIs, and the difficulties that a lot of advisors seem to have around that? I, you know, some people aren't going to like this answer, people in the industry, but I would give the industry as a whole probably a, a C or a C minus. I think that there's been great efforts regarding integrations and use of APIs and data feeds. But as you know, because you just, you asked it the right way, advisors have the same complaint that they did 10, 15 years ago is that these systems aren't integrated. And it's very fundamental, David. It's very fundamental in that a lot of firms, meaning broker dealers, RIAs, and custodians are asking advisors to go to multiple places in order to do business when most advisors aren't technologists. They want to go to one place to be able to do everything. So I think that there's a fundamental question we need to ask ourselves as an industry. Have we met the unmet needs of advisors as it relates to integrations? With all of that said, there are a lot of opportunities today from a technology standpoint that weren't available many years ago. APIs have made it easier, but advisors still aren't there in terms of how well things are integrated. They want to turn on the computer and have things just work seamlessly. So I think it's incumbent upon providers like us, broker dealers, clearing firms, custodians, RIAs, to figure out how to make it easier and how to make it easier to do business for advisors to do business with those firms. We think the firms that can solve for that will be the winners. And there have been some firms that have solved for that very well. The firms that don't solve for that, are they're going to have a hard time because it's going to become very obvious an integrated solution versus a non-integrated solution. We, we take the position that we want to integrate with as many strategic partners as possible in spaces that our clients are in, and we want to make it as easy as possible. And that may be integrating, you know, however the provider has dictated an integration or maybe how we've done that, but we're singularly focused on what is the 
best possible experience and outcome for the advisor and the client. Right. right. Tell me a little bit more about Skyence itself. You say about 200 employees domestically and abroad. How does that break down in terms of developers, technologists, sales, marketing, managers? Can you give me some more, a little bit of the profile of the company? Yeah, sure. Great question. So most of our, or a lot of our technology development happens offshore. We have a captive group that's in India. It's been in place for close to 20 years, almost along the same time frame as the company. And I would say in terms of the makeup, we probably, if you think about pure software development, quality assurance and architects, that's probably about mm. half to two thirds of the company. And then the rest of the company is product management, sales, marketing, customer support. So obviously as a technology solutions company, we're a lot heavier towards having people that are in software development and who are testing that. So that's a little bit about how what our makeup is. And if you look at the profile of the team members, most of them have significant experience in wealth management and or financial services. And we always use this line in some of our presentations that you know, the Skyence team has over a thousand years of wealth management industry experience. And you know we have drawn from a lot of different places to bring that in. We have people who have run broker dealers, who have run RIAs, who've worked at clearing firms, have worked at custodians, have worked at other fintechs and wealth techs. So that's one of the things I love about the team we have is that the experience level and the backgrounds, it's probably the best mix I've ever seen. And you point out that you joined the in your current capacity about a year ago, previously at Allbridge, I believe. What's Give us a little bit of your background, where you came from and how you wound up at Skyence. Yeah, great question. So I left Allbridge in January of last year and then in the spring joined the board of Skyence. And then, as I mentioned, I joined the company a little better than a year ago, the middle of August of last year. My my background has largely been in the fintech and wealth tech space. I helped Pershing start their platform that's now called NetX360 and NetX Investor. I helped them start that many years ago. Before that, I spent time in a business unit there called DLJ Direct, which was a, a big online broker many years ago. And in 2010, when I was part of Pershing, we had acquired Allbridge and I joined the Allbridge team. And then a couple of years after that was running that business unit. So that's my little bit of, of my background. But like I said, I've been in the wealth tech and fintech space and it's what I know and, and what I love and Skyence is, is really a great extension and what I think of as the next generation of wealth tech solutions. Sure. Final thoughts. The, I think sometimes it strikes people outside the industry that the pace of innovation inside wealth tech is slow, true innovation, unlike say on the consumer side where it just seems to be much faster. Partially that's regulatory hurdles, a lot more moving parts, pieces, different kinds of stakeholders. 
so I understand it, but I guess my question to you is where do you think the next big innovation in wealth tech comes? What does it look like and and when is it going to get here? I I think there's I think there's a lot of innovations that are on the way and it it a lot of it comes back to how do you make it easier for advisors to do their business and create a better more seamless experience for investors and so there's a lot of different innovations in all of those areas but I think the one back to what you originally saying about the it not the speed of the innovation in wealth tech not being what it might be in other areas. I think if you look at firms and wealth tech providers that have focused on the users, what the users need, what are the unmet needs, those are the firms that are driving innovation at greater speeds. And I think in some instances, and this has changed over the years, in some instances in wealth management, there's been a belief that, you know, we know what advisors want and we know what investors want and good consumer product companies don't necessarily rest on their laurels. They're out understanding and they're looking and observing their users to understand where the unmet needs are. And so, in wealth management and wealth tech, you're starting to see that a lot more. And so you'll start to see more innovations. You touched upon one earlier, which is how do we use data? How do we make advisors smarter about their clients? How do we help them segment their clients more effectively? This idea of next best action, I, that could be transformational. One that might be a little bit more boring or mundane is around workflow. How do you make workflow better and more efficient for firms in wealth management? There still is a lot of paper and there's a lot of processes that are stuck in, you know, 10, 15 years ago timeframe. How do you make that a better, faster process? Um, and when we, I talked about cloud transformation earlier, there's lots of opportunities to retire legacy technology um, and transform using the cloud. If you see what Salesforce has done in financial services and specifically in wealth management, it's amazing. They don't talk about it a lot, but they're in just about every wealth management shop um, in the country and most of the large ones in the world. And then we talked about investors. Investors want an easier digital experience. And so firms are going to be forced to move in that direction. So there's, I would say the best is yet to come and the technology is getting better. We're getting smarter about the users and how to meet their unmet needs. And I think the next three years, you're going to see more innovation than maybe you've seen in the last 15 or 20. Great. That's great. I look forward to it. Mark, this has been fantastic. Thanks very much for the conversation. Congratulations on the awards and continued success with Skyens. David, thank you for the time. Thanks for your leadership in the industry. And uh, we look forward to continuing to partner with you and your team. Absolutely. This has been the Wealthiest Podcast. I'm speaking to Mark Butler, president and COO of Skyence. My name is David Armstrong. Thank you for listening. This content has been made for information and educational purposes only. The views and opinions represent the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views and opinions of wealthmanagement.com.